Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osu Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of September. The year is 2018. Happy to be with you, although we do have some rather depressing stories to share with you today, so we wish it was under better circumstances, but uh, we'll get through it as we always do because we're very, very special people. Across the way today is, of course, our producer-engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Good morning, afternoon, evening, Sean. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Boy, that was a sudden introduction. I wasn't even ready for You weren't that. ready for that? I wasn't uh, ready for I'm not. Then again, I'm never ready for your introduction. Nobody's, nobody's so. ever ready for anything I ever do, whatever the heck that means. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, let, we're, at, we're at a different location today. We are. We're at a secret location that we can't... Um, we can't tell you about because uh, the government will then come and get us. But we will tell you it's Sean's place. Oh, so, gee, thanks. Is that not okay? It's not <laughs> like we gave them the address. That's true. Do you want us to give them the address? Uh, no, I'm okay. Okay. You can, you can still get that on the internet. Just reach me at my personal phone number. I'll give it to you <laughs> then. Anywho... <laughs> Uh, let's get down to business. Let's let's actually quickly before we get into some unfortunate stories, uh, talk about one really good thing. Um, this podcast obviously has uh, has come out on the fifteenth of September, and uh, we are now officially live with uh, our new program, Officials Anonymous. Um, we've talked about it a little bit before. Originally, it was going to be a support group. Now it's an on demand thing but it's also now a hotline and and a uh, like a 24/7 phone and email and newly acquired now Facebook uh, way of contacting us for uh, for support for uh, for sports officials so rather than do the, uh, the the whole support group thing we are now available at all times of the day and even when we're not available, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Good. Um, the number to call if you're a sports official and need a little support is 585-496-9511. Once again, 585-496-9511. The email address is offanon at osipfoundation.org, O-F-F-A-N-O-N at osipfoundation.org. And you can also reach us on Facebook uh, it's, it's our normal Facebook page, facebook.com slash OSIP Foundation. Uh, the Messenger uh, feature has been set up so that you can contact us that way uh, to talk about uh, anything that might be bothering you. Uh, once again, as we, as we say in the, uh, in the terms of disclaimers, uh, we're not affiliated with an officiating organization. Uh, we do not offer any medical or therapeutic advice and do not create a doctor-patient or therapist-patient relationship, but we're here to help where we can. So uh, if you need us, we're there for you. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get into uh, some unfortunate stories, which is... Definitely, well, I can't wait. <laughs> I know. It definitely has some uh, has some weird overtones, and I'm sure that a lot of people are kind of looking at their their uh, radio or their their phones or their podcast, whatever they're listening to this podcast on going, wow, I don't know uh, why I feel so down, but I do. Anyway, here are the three stories that we're going to look at today. The first one is a little generic. Um, you know, recently we've had some uh, rather unfortunate events in the world. 
Um, the two that I think of when I'm specifically re- referencing this story is the passing of John McCain and then the anniversary of September 11th. Um, and I think the reason that we're bringing this up is that unfortunately we have now in society this due, due to the, the, the technology advancements where everybody has a voice via Twitter, via Facebook and social media, via blogs, whatever, whatever you, you want to use. Uh, people take the opportunity to uh, express their views at very unfortunate times during these, these sad occasions. Um, and that's not to say that people aren't allowed to have differing opinions. They certainly are. That's what makes this country great is that we can all disagree and still get along with each other. Everyone has the right to that opinion. Um, but there is a lack of tact when it comes to the right time to express those opinions. Um, and these two examples are, are the first ones that caught my eye recently. And it's caught my eye many times before, but I wanted to reference these two since they're fresh in our mind. Um, I remember scrolling through Twitter when, uh, when John McCain had just died. I think it was on a Saturday night. And, you know, you see mm-hmm. kind of the, uh, the, the, the posts pop up of uh, people expressing their condolences or, or just grieving. Like, you know, Meghan McCain tweeted out something. Other senators tweeted out things and whatnot. And the comments that you read on some of these tweets uh, got to be so offensive basically bashing McCain, um, bashing these people who were expressing their condolences. Uh, it was it was very sad. And apparently there's a sect of people out there who believe that during this time of mourning is the best time to kick people while they're down. It's the best time to make sure that their political thoughts get through to people. Um, it's, it's, I can't think of a better word than just unfortunate. And, and sad right now. Um, the poor man died, okay? He had a long battle with brain cancer, and you, you have every right, the proverbial you, have every right to disagree with the man from the political standpoint. There, uh, there's no one here saying that you, you, know, you have to agree with him or, or anyone who, who suffers or anything or, and, and dies, etc. There's, there's no reason for you not to, you know, to have to say, oh, I have to be completely, you know, in alignment with these beliefs and whatnot. But the man just died and people are sad. And that doesn't, and, and in the spirit of good sportsmanship, let grieving people grieve. Let the sad people be sad. There's no reason for you to jump on and, and, and say, you know, something to the tune of, I haven't shed a tear because this guy screwed this up or did this or did that. Just just keep your mouth shut. There's there's no reason to do that. And that goes in so many different ways, shape, and forms throughout our society. Let, let people just heal. Uh, I saw the same thing on 9-11. You know, a lot of people are posting tributes. They, you know, pictures of the Twin Towers before they were hit. Um American flags, you know, everyone, everyone posts different tributes, different ways, you know, and a lot of people took the time to start the debate up again about, uh, whose fault it was that it happened or that, you know, George W. Bush handled things terribly, you know, or, or my favorite to be very cynical 
is the people who then post that 9-11 was an inside job. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just just stop. It's not the time. It is not the time. Yeah, it's not the time to be to be asking those questions. Right. And again, I'm not saying that you can't have that opinion. If you want to believe that 9-11 was an inside job, God bless you. You're allowed to. Right. Okay? But expressing that on 9-11 while people are remembering the loss of loved ones and, and what this, this country endured that day is neither the time nor the place. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would hope that I can get that message to people that it's time that we rethink the way that we communicate our disagreements. And that kind of goes back to general sportsmanship that we've talked about in so many different areas. Um, You know, when we talk about how players and officials can communicate, a player is allowed to disagree with an official's call, but that player does not have the right to turn around and get in that official's face and point fingers and use curse words and whatnot. There's a right way and a wrong way to disagree. And too often we choose the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then we, by, by, by in turn, influence others in society to think that that's okay. You know, if I see a professional athlete do it, that means I can do it in my Little League game. And that's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that kind of in turn then goes to Twitter like we just talked about. You know, I see this happen. So now I guess that means that when someone else is grieving, I have the opportunity to tell them that they're stupid for grieving over this. So it's just it's just very unfortunate. There are really no other words to to get into it other than to 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 hope and pray that people have the capacity to step back and not do that again. And to go back to your point about John McCain, he asked Obama uh, former President Barack Obama to give a, a eulogy. Yes. And it just shows that that act in itself shows that he can kind of put politics aside. Yes, absolutely. And and, and have people who he's dis- fundamentally disagreed with politically for years um, as allies. Right. You know, Um you know, Joe Biden as well mm-hmm. spoke spoke at his at his wake, right. I believe, and I think Obama spoke at his funeral. I think that's correct. Um, and he would regale times when they would have conversations in his office about family and about what they were doing, and they would they would have political arguments. But the beginning and the end were always the same, where they would always come to an agreement that we're human. And we got to work together. Exactly. And uh, I feel like that sort of mentality, you know, if you think about the people who are arguing his policies, and you're free to do that again, but if you think about the people arguing his policies in a time sensitive manner, like during his funeral mm-hmm. or, you know, right after his passing, it's not what he would have wanted. No. And you've got to think about, you know, his his legacy as, you know, it, it, it's not even really about being, you know, he because he was a veteran, a, a, a prisoner P- of war, POW yeah. uh, in Korea. 
Um, and he had, you know, and it, but it's but when you boil it down, it's not even about that. It's not about his service to the country. It's not about the fact that he's an American even. It's the fact that he's he was imparting on all of us that we're all human. Mm-hmm. And that in order for us to move together as a society, we have to put aside our political differences when it comes to, you know, things that occur outside of the political realm. Right. Deaths, cat- catastrophes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like this hurricane that's right, happening right, right yeah. now in North Carolina. You kind of have to look at this and say, there are human lives at stake. Right. Can we, for a second, hold off on the politics right. until after the after this is settled? Then we can then we can talk about how to proceed right. in the future. Yep. But right now, we should be doing everything we can to help. Right. You know whether it's donating or whether it's and I'm using I mean I'm I'm using this hurricane. As and at the time of this broadcast, it's hitting land. It hit landfall. I think late last night. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and at the time of this recording. At the time of this recording. Yeah. Um, but you know, and that's the the only reason why I'm using this as an example is donate. If you if you want to do something, instead of argue, donate right, right now. You know what it is. You know what it's like. Uh, I say I say this all the time in both spiritual discussions and in sportsmanship discussions. The the proverbial mountain climber and the proverbial marathon runner, if either one of them trips, falls, stumbles, do they get up, examine the spot where they fell, and start making excuses as to why they fell and pointing blame or as if only, you know, this is a stupid mountain. This is a stupid road. How dare it let me fall, blah, 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 blah. No, they pick themselves up and they get back on with the race. Right. Okay. They've got to, or they, or they get back to climbing the mountain. And too often in life, we have begun to grow a, a, a culture where the accepted or anticipated behavior is to stop and point the finger rather than keep on on our journey. And that's another, that's a, a prime example of this. And I wanted, I wanted to go back to something that you had mentioned about the conversations that you, you know, that you used as an example between someone like Biden and McCain. Obama and McCain. Well, in the, within the Senate, you were oh. saying, you, right? Well, when Obama and Obama would invite McCain into right. his office and they would have discussions. Okay. So but, anyway, yeah. regardless, with the way that the media is right now, and I'm saying this to the person who brought up sportsmanship in the media so eloquently mm-hmm. way back in the day, the media does a very, very good job, regardless of it's the left, the center, or the right, of, of just giving us the highlights, of just showing us the conflict. What it doesn't do is, unless you're watching C-SPAN, really, and even then you don't even get the whole thing, is you don't see the working environment within the government. You don't see the the senators and the and the and and the the people within the government chatting with each other in the hallway about their families and about and and, and being cordial to one another. You don't see the fact that although when they're in the chamber they might have disagreements. 
as soon as they step outside of that, they're, they love each other, you know? And the disagreements that you do see, unfortunately, are highlighted in a way to develop conflict and develop the, 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 the hatred towards one another. More often than not, the disagreements that you, that you actually will see are a little bit more cordial. And they'll say, you know, listen, I don't necessarily agree with what this senator is proposing because we have a duty to do X, Y, and Z. He's not saying this senator is a, is a bleeping moron and he should be expelled and yada, yada. And it never comes to that usually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it, it is incumbent upon everyone as a citizen to take a step back and understand that what we perpetuate or what is being perpetuated to us is, is, is a, an extreme uh, that really does not exist in reality, you know, and, and, and I would challenge the media, especially not that they'll listen to me, who am I, uh, to, to take a step back and say, is there a better way that we can present our message? You know, that's an open-ended question that doesn't have to be answered right now. But and I want, as a friend of mine once said uh, regarding legislation and mm-hmm. the legal system, uh, he said that the wheels of the the wheels of justice grind slowly and finely. Yes, and you know, people expect things to happen overnight, and the media, I feel sometimes, again. In only giving us the highlights, unfortunately, glaze over right. what you said, what the inner workings. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you know, we're not but we don't we don't see what goes on in the background. We don't see what goes on um, you know, in the chamber necessarily, or outside the chamber. So again, um, You know where that type of thing works? Sports mm-hmm. center. Okay, that's yeah. it's it's you you where we want to see the highlights is in the game that we missed and we're catching the highlights later. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to hear to see the highlights. Mm-hmm. Okay, on quick pitch late at night or on the strike zone. This oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so that's that's where you want to see the highlights. Okay, um, so that's that. So let's move on sure. to, to sad topic number two. Okay. Um. I believe this happened the day before I left for vacation. Um, it was the shooting in Jacksonville. Um, and the reason that I bring this up is because the the shooting occurred at a video game event. It was a Madden football event. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm summarizing here. But what apparently happened was the the shooter was involved in the tournament lost and i believe was eliminated left in a in a you know in in disgust and came back and open fired more or less now i could be i i, I again this, this could be a gross overstatement to a degree but i'm mm-hmm. i'm i'm kind of paraphrasing and forgive me if any of my facts are slightly wrong but that's the general gist of it now and i'm not and i'm also not taking into account right now for these purposes the fact that you could make the argument that the shooter also might have had 
uh, other other troubles, you know, going on between the ears. But that's not really here nor there mm-hmm. for the purposes of our discussion. We're not psychiatrists or psychologists. We're not doctors. We're not here to make those types of judgments. Um, really, all we're here to do is to comment on the the the, the element that is this was provoked or perceived to be provoked as a, as mm-hmm. an act of poor sportsmanship, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I, again, and it's hard to read minds right. and we have to be very delicate mm. about this, Yeah. but examine this situation from the standpoint of a person unhappy that he lost felt that it was necessary to enact revenge by attempting to and succeeding in taking people's lives, including his own. Um, four people, right? I, I think, think, I think the, ca- the count was two people died plus the shooter. And I believe there were two other people who were injured. Who were injured. Okay. Who, you know, who were, who were in severe, who, who were... Intensive care. In, exactly. There were, I think there were other people who were in the hospital but were discharged immediately. You know, okay. didn't have to be kept overnight, etc. Okay. Um, again, I'm going off of what I can recall from Wikipedia. Okay. You know, the, the most trusted source in news. Right. Uh, but it's it, it was unfortunate, regardless of the specific details. It was incredibly unfortunate, and it and it sort of it it just kind of goes to show you that, um, you know, when you're when you're taking lives, it's even though you know storming out of there in a hissy fit is unsportsmanlike. When you bring guns into it and you bring you know, you, you hold people's lives in your hands. Uh, it goes beyond, you know, that's an ex- very extreme and unfortunate example of sp- poor sportsmanship. It's, it goes beyond it. Right, almost. exactly. Because like, yeah. like I said, you, you begin to get into the realm of psychology. Right. And we're not psychologists. Right. Okay, so we're not going to even attempt to, to comment on that. It correlates kind of nicely with, you know, that... It can happen anywhere. This yeah. kind of unsportsmanlike, I mean, and lethal behavior. Um, you know, la- on our last podcast, I had talked about um, poor sportsmanship with regard to bullying mm-hmm. um, in the online gaming environment, right. particularly against the female population. And a lot of these these people who are bullied in online games take their lives, yeah, take their own lives yeah, it's, because. It's not good. Because there, this is when it gets to that point, um, whether it's whether it's suicide or homicide, you've got to take a step back. If you have the, the potential if, to if, do so, if, because again, I think you know. I as, mean, as a disclaimer, some people have right the issue again, where they can't, and yes. that's that's outside the scope of what we're but talking I mean, about. But, but I understand your point. But but I'm, yeah. I'm talking specifically with regard to not the people that that commit the atrocities, but the people who have strong opinions right. one way That's or the fair. other. I see what you're saying. Um, you know, have to kind of examine this, um, you know, lest they be an unfortunate example in the future, right. you know, or if they find themselves in a situation of extreme bad sportsmanship. I've got a perfect example for you that just happened to me the other day. So I was at Trivia. For those who are new to us, uh, Osip hosts trivia nights, 
We're at uh, Uno and Hamilton the first Tuesday of every month. Uno of Maple Shade the first Wednesday of every month. And then Jake's Pub in Richboro the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. So the first two are in New Jersey, the next two are in PA. You're a busy guy. I, I listen, and, and not lucrative at all. Um, <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, so we were at Trivia at Jake's the other night, and we had a packed house. We had... I mean, outside of like special events where we've had like 50 people and tons of teams that, you know, that were like outliers to the system, we had eight teams and like 30 people there. Wow. In that tiny little place. Holy cow. It, it, was, it was a great night. That's awesome. So we go, to, we go to read the last question and I'm giving the answers. And as I'm giving the answers... This one team who had won an earlier prize but was now losing, as they began to realize, and for I should I should clarify, the last question is one question that has ten answers and an incremental point the structure. Final, the exactly. final round. Exactly. So mm-hmm. as they realized that the more and more that they were getting wrong, the more their chances diminished of get of winning. They ultimately got up, or at least I think one or two of them did out of I think three, got up and left the restaurant. They had already paid their tab before I could even finish reading the answers. They realized they were not winning and they just left. So rather than the courtesy of just waiting for the event to be over, it's only going to be another minute or so, you know, and then, you know, saying, you know, you don't even have to say goodnight. You don't have to tip us. You don't have to do anything. Just wait till everything, the, the commotion is over and then you can leave as, a, as, as 26 other people, are listening intently to the answers. Three people decide we're not winning. Let's leave. Was it the entire team that got up and left? I believe it was about two of the three who got up, and the one guy who remained followed suit because he didn't want to feel um, like he wasn't part of that group, like he wasn't sticking to his team. You could tell that he was conflicted. Okay. It was a, it was a split second thing hmm. where he was like uh, I should stay but I should also follow my friends, you know. But to give you the example, were they our age, younger? They were probably about our age, maybe a little younger. So I'm gonna I'm gonna peg them at about late twenties, early thirties. Well, guys, you know how old we are now. Yep, we're older than that. Great. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the that cat's much... out of the bag now. So, so let me get this straight. I revealed your address and our age. And you're wearing a shirt that said it says I am actually in my thirties. In in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles logo. Now what happens when you reach forty? You I, can't wear that shirt. I think anymore. this shirt becomes part of a collection that gets turned into a quilt. Oh. Yes. Okay. Which I just had done with forty some of my shirts already. Really? Yes. I'll show you sometime. That's... I gotta remember to show you, but I'll show you. I don't know whether to be disturbed by that or <laughs> Or it was a amazed. gift. It was a gift from my lovely girlfriend. So. Oh, okay. So let's not be disturbed because otherwise I'll get yelled at. Okay. <laughs> what a great gift. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like the monotone. What a great gift. <laughs> Anywho, I think we've exhausted number two now. Yeah. So let's go on to the final topic of the day, uh, and that is the recent event with Serena Williams in the U.S. Open. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with it, again, I'll summarize as best I can. Serena Williams was in the uh, the finals of the U.S. Open, and uh, she was penalized a number of times 
uh, and that uh, began some controversy. And then she ultimately lost the final, mm-hmm. and that erupted controversy because they're thinking, "How could you do this to Serena? Uh, you know, this this is the finals." I, if I had to list the thing, the the complaints, you would say number one, people are complaining the the chair umpire. Um, is the one who 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 determined the outcome, not the not the tennis players. They say he interjected his ego into the equation and made it about him, which is completely false. Um, then we got charges of sexism and racism. This wouldn't happen if it was uh, the men's final. This wouldn't happen if Serena wasn't African American. Um, you know, the, all, all these different things like that began to compile. Uh, as a result of this, and you and you began to see other tennis players, other fans, other media members go public and say that this was a disgrace by the chair umpire. Uh, th- this shouldn't happen. Yada yada yada. Um, and I'll be the first to tell you that anyone who has that opinion is dead wrong. What happened in this case was, uh, first of all, Serena was not playing very well. Um, she was not. She she was she was not doing well at all. She was struggling in the match. Um, there was a, a warning given to her by the chair umpire, an official warning, due to coaching. You can't that you can't be coached during the match. So apparently, and they say that this always happens. But they say you know they say the same thing about. Um, pitchers using pine tar. They say oh everybody does it, but then one person gets caught and it's the end of the world. Well. Let's stop with the hypocrisy, okay? Um, I don't care that everybody coaches from the sidelines. It's it's against the rules and it shouldn't be done. So you got caught, you got caught. And the coach, her coach even admitted it afterwards that, yeah, I was coaching. So he even admitted that he was violating mm-hmm. a rule. So when that happens and that you're caught, there's a, there's a warning, okay? So that, first of all, that happened. And then she accused him of of making of fabricating the whole thing because and as she claimed I'm a mother I don't cheat so right there we have a, a we have a, a, an argument that's that's false you, or this this does not make sense you can't equate the two later uh, she was assessed another penalty I believe it was a point penalty because she slammed her racket. I think it was a three thousand dollar fine. I believe that's something. what that. I think the total was seventeen thousand dollars over the the mm-hmm. course of everything. But a drop in the bucket. Yeah, but for, within the, the the game, she was assessed a point mm-hmm. because she slammed the racket. So that was transgression number two. And then number three was, as she continued to argue with the chair umpire, she called him a thief, and that was incredibly clear that she used those words. That was enough for him to uh, dock her a game penalty. And then ultimately she ended up losing. And then this whole thing became not about her opponent's victory, but about her unfortunate, as I do the air quotes, loss. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was completely asinine to see the reaction to this and how the people who were basically saying she was at fault were, were in the minority. I heard some people say it, but it was completely drowned out by others. Uh, and and it was a microcosm of how in our society uh, the officials are the uh, mutual bad guy. 
you know, um, mm-hmm. the common enemy, if you will. I think to the uh, the Family Guy clip of bigger Jaws when uh, you know Jaws is about mm-hmm. to uh, demolish the boat, and then a bigger Jaws mm-hmm. comes up, and they go, "Oh no, we have a common enemy. Now we have to work together." Yeah, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, I mean, I can't. I've had this, I've had this conversation with Chris Sheeran of the Yes Network on Twitter. How during a Yankees Red Sox game. You know, the Yankees and the Red Sox are opponents, but they can come together and unify over how much they they all disagree of how good of a job the, the umpires are doing, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that is such a poor argument. That's such a, a horrible way to look at things. Um, you know, I had a, a, a close friend of mine argued with me on Twitter about uh, this whole thing. And I had to say to him, listen, I'm sorry, but you're umpire scapegoating right here. You're looking at... The, you're saying that because... You know, you didn't get uh, a riveting final. Uh, you're blaming the the official for that, rather than and, and completely glossing over the fact that what Serena did was unacceptable. You don't talk to people that way, whether they're chair umpires or just general people in public, or whether you're black or white or, or man or woman, woman or, yeah. or whatever. You do not talk that way. You know, I mean, anybody exactly. Um, <laughs> And I and I and and as the argument continued, I just said, you know what? Here, and I gave him an article written by our good friend Gil Imber about official scapegoating. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before, like this year, how Todd Frazier of the Mets has has been accused of or has done this and whatnot. And it's the same thing here: is that it's rather than you know uh, uh, saying that you know you're not saying that there's you don't trust umpires, you don't trust the tr- officials. You're saying I don't trust myself. You know, you're you're you are psychologically putting the blame on someone else because you you're not satisfied with yourself. And I think in the article that you sent me to go along your lines of, um, or not you sent me, I sent you, um, to go along the lines of how what we saw the official do, the chair umpire do, is just doing his job. Being in the minority, right? Um, this article, all right. The Guardian. Uh, so this is Brian Armin. Yeah, yeah. Brian Armin Graham is the uh, the the um, author. Com- the, yeah, I was going to say composer as the author. Uh, you got to stop drinking before noon, man. I know. Enough with the orange flavored seltzer. I know. Sort of sided with Serena um, saying that even though what the umpire, I'm trying to find the exact, but I, I guess to paraphrase, saying the umpire, even though what he did was technically correct, mm-hmm. he shouldn't have done it because of where, at what point in the match it was. Right. Which and I'm is- thinking, what, what, okay, so what. So then you're, so then you're saying that it's okay to do this in the beginning of the game, right? right. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't matter where in the game it is. If a transgression occurs, a penalty has to be administered. This, these are the same people who have told me, as I officiate, uh, that during a playoff game, I need to be able to uh, take more flack from people, and. My response to that is, it doesn't matter if this is a preseason game, a regular season game, or the last game of the World Series. If you 
talk to me in an inappropriate manner as an official, I will penalize you. You know, I, I will eject you. If you if you call me a thief, if you call me bad names, I don't care if it costs you the World Series. Okay? You're being ejected. And I've done that before. People people behaved horribly during playoff games, championship games, and I've ejected people. Right. And then people are saying, Oh, you gotta have a thicker skin, you gotta have a thicker skin. No, yeah. you don't talk to me this way. Right. You have to take care of business in a in a, in a proper way. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if you watch professional athletes you know, on on the big stage, you know, like in the World Series, you know, maybe umpires take a little bit more flack because they understand that it's the World Series, but players are usually a little tighter that way too, mm-hmm. you know, because they understand what's that... What's at stake. It, what's at stake, so... I found the quote... Go ahead. Um, ...from the article. Now, a rule is a rule, whatever the score is, but Ramos, Ramos is called a chair umpire. Right. In context, was dubious. Uh, on Saturday, using air quotes... For me, on Saturday, Ramos might not have been wrong, but but that doesn't make it right. Um, that just screams psychological excuse. Like again, yeah. So I mean, indeed, Williams is not the first player to clash with him. Rafael Nadal has also complained about the Portuguese umpire's exuberant adherence to the rule book. What's wrong with that? Right. What's wrong with enjoying your job? And, and or doing and, it properly, and doing it you, properly, whether you enjoy it or not, right? Like, know? and that's the thing. Like, I mean, what's wrong with Joe West being Joe West? Right. Everyone always says, "Oh, Joe West is making it about him, the the baseball umpire." No, Joe West is trying to do his job, and unfortunately, because of the decisions that he has made mm-hmm. be, in response to the 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 way that players and managers and coaches have acted, he becomes the bad guy. And what's more. You know, what's more upsetting about this whole thing is that Osaka's victory was completely almost forgotten. Right. You know, here you have this wonderful Japanese tennis player. Young, too, right? Yeah, 20. Yeah. Who grew up admiring Serena Williams even wrote a paper about her in third grade mm-hmm. about about, pe- about one of the mo- people she most admires, and and she's she wasn't even really upset about her, you know, shifting the you know about people shifting the blame to Serena. She took the high road, right? You know, and granted, Serena did during the ceremony, you know, hug Osaka and say. Let's all move forward together with this in, I guess, in an act of reparation to what happened, which is fine. But at the same time, you know, you've got to step back and look at the whole situation and say, look, this is, this is a match. It is a game. It is, you know the 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 rightful winner has come forward and has claimed the prize. Mm-hmm. Let sleeping giants be right. You know, at that point, like why, why provoke the why, sleeping dog? Right. You, know? you yeah. know, I I just feel like if you want to get back, if you want to be, you know, if you if you want to get back or take your frustration out on 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 someone, just be better. Right. 
win. Exactly. If that's the case. And if you realize that your career is, you could see the end of your career in sight, leave graciously. Right. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to get political, but, you know, look at Derek Jeter. You know, he is a person of color. He exited the game on a high note. Right. Only the way only Derek Jeter could. Could. And and like you had said a few podcasts ago, never got ejected. Mm-hmm. And he he did his part and and was better for it because he was a winner. Right. But with class and with dignity. He disagreed with umpires. Sure. But he did it in a way that was respectful. Right. And umpires knew that they could have a conversation with him that would not get heated. Right. Knew that it was it was just him competing mm-hmm. in, in a classy way. Right. And he saw them as people and as equals. And I mean, I know we're, we're kind of like putting him up on a pedestal that he can do no wrong. But I mean, if you... Well... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we know the, the, that he the, can. Uh, the pennies. Right. But, but from the standpoint of looking at the microcosm that is his playing career on the field and how he was never penalized in that manner, I mean, the, the writing's on the wall, mm-hmm. you know? And you know what? Serena Williams is a, is a tremendous athlete. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to deny that. She's incredible. Let that let that speak for itself. Right. If you have to get on a soapbox and proceed to again poke the giant, you're doing it wrong. Right. Just keep just win. Yep. You have already paved the way for her and her older sister, Venus Williams, have paved the way for minorities and females in in the game of tennis. Right. Which, admittedly, was largely male and white. Correct. And they have they have made so many strides. Why are you doing damage? Right. To yourself. As a person of as a person who, for the most part, has dignity and who plays really well, you know, it just it's just unfortunate. Well, I mean, you say that she has dignity, but go back to that all the other incidents that she's had. She said to the line judge, "I will take this effing ball and shove it down your effing throat." That's not dignity. So okay, but I mean, in terms of her playing, right? If if you're just looking just at her skill, her skill, yes, uh, you know. She she has tremendous skill, um, but and other people have exploded too. Look at I John mean, McEnroe. Yeah, you know. Oh my gosh, his temper is fiery, and 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 you know. Look at Paul O'Neill. Look at right. you know, how many people do we right. have to look at who are tremendous athletes, right? But no one's above good sportsmanship. Correct. That's that's the point of all this. Correct. And I think we can kind of I think that's sort of the message here. I mean, with with it, regard to this story. And with regard to all the stories we discussed today, yeah. you know, all of them there's, you know, there, there's a way that you can get to that that conclusion. Right. Whether you're talking about, you know, the the Twitter wars from, you know, somber occurrences to reactions following uh defeat to 
to to to this. I mean, it's just it's all it all comes down to the fact that nobody is above good sportsmanship. Right. So before we wrap, I'd like to give a quick plug to Guild once again uh, over at uh, Close Call Sports. Uh, we are entering into a uh, a partnership with them at the the Plate Meeting Podcast, and we'll be we'll, there's wonderful. It's a sponsorship and whatnot. So I wanted to make sure that everybody was. Uh, well aware, if you if you're looking for another podcast to listen to, check out the Plate Meeting podcast by Close Call Sports. Um, I quite a number of followers they, and listeners. Yeah, their first two episodes, uh, I think they I think they totaled between the two of them about fifteen to sixteen thousand people. That's great. Uh, their their first two in epi- just the first month, right? Yeah, exactly. The first two episodes, they were interviewing uh, former umpires Bob Davidson and Dale Scott. So it was, then they were, they're great episodes. And they, and I was talking with Gil the other day, he was sharing some of the other guests that they have coming up, uh, including more former umpires. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, you don't want to miss this, uh, great, great episodes, great discussions, um, gives you insight into officiating and, and Gil is so on board with what we do as well. So that's great. why we've, we've entered into this agreement. So, excellent. um, well, thank you, Gil. Yes, thank you, Gil, for all the work that you do, and uh, and uh, we look forward to many happy returns. So that puts a bow on this very very special episode. Yes, of you know the, it's the it's the special episode that you see in primetime on NBC because it's in my house. Ex- yeah, well, I was going to say because we were all addicted to drugs and we had an intervention, but yeah, that works oh, too. Okay, yeah, so. Thank you, everyone, for uh, for joining us for this discussion. As always, you can uh, reach us via email at podcast at osipfoundation.org, facebook.com slash osipfoundation, and on Twitter at osipfoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Don't forget about uh, Officials Anonymous, how that's now live, and uh, the Plate Meeting Podcast, and uh, I think I covered everything, right? Our endings are getting longer. Oh, that seems which more is like, great. That's more like a personal problem. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, Thank you again, everybody, and until next time, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by Soundspring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org. If you're interested in advertising on how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org.